This is Diggs Tape, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Fidel scores! Ball Rabel splits two and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hunton, he's Adam. Together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. All right, today we have our first guest in our creator series, and it's a guy who in the past seven months has taken the lacrosse community by storm with his lacrosse highlight commentary on social media. Mikey Diggs, more popularly known as Diggs Tape, all one word, welcome to the show. <laughs> all one word is right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll start off in your early days a little bit. So you grew up in the DMV in Damascus. Uh, you started playing lacrosse pretty early in fifth grade, like most of us in the DMV, then moved uh, to California and to San Diego in 10th grade. So tell me how you kind of picked up the stick for the first time and what was it like going from East Coast to West Coast? Oh, man. So I actually, uh, I played the bad word sport. I played baseball. <laughs> I started with T-balls. My dad was just like, you're going to play a sport. Just put me in T-ball. Um, but then when I couldn't really – two major things happened right when I picked up the stick. Uh, my best friend, Ethan Bodie, started playing lacrosse. He grew up like – we could see each other's bedroom windows from our own. So we grew up right down the street from mm-hmm. each other. Um, I, I was playing baseball, and the only thing I could do was hit well. I wasn't a very good fielder. Um, but then when kids started placing pitches, I couldn't hit anymore. And that was like fifth or sixth grade. And at the same time, Ethan was like, you should try lacrosse. And I was like, what's that? So his parents brought me to some games. And then they gave me a stick for my birthday. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with baseball. So I just started playing lacrosse right then. Um, I was a football player too. So I took okay. to it and just fell in love with it pretty quick. And forgot baseball was a thing by the time seventh grade came around. So I was, I was all in on it. Nice. Um, so I was playing lacrosse out there in damascus just uh damascus sports association shout out dsa cougars um just playing in that program went to, went to damascus high school uh got picked up we actually didn't have jv at that high school so it was either you made varsity or you were like a ninth grader playing club somewhere um which is crazy to think about in the state of maryland yeah. so mm-hmm. i did i ended up making varsity as a freshman so i played varsity freshman and sophomore year and then my family just picked up moved out west um I attended a, a private Christian school for a year that didn't have a team. So when everyone was getting recruited their junior year, mm-hmm. I was running track. Uh, okay. So that was, mm-hmm. that was tough, tough to handle. Um, so that, that shift is kind of, for me, is kind of marked by showing up and being in a private school and playing football, but then having to run track. Yeah. I didn't want to play like, well, across that spring or w- whatever the situation was. Um, but the transition was actually pretty smooth. I was uh, I was happy with it. Growing up in uh, the D.C. area, playing public school lacrosse, I mean, kids were pretty good uh, back in the mid-2000s. Uh, but by the time 2008 rolled around when I was a senior in high school, uh, San Diego's lacrosse scene had actually gone through a lot of the, the growing pains and development stages before I got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Lacrosse had run a an article about Will Yateman, if you guys remember who that is. Yep. From Notre Dame, and then mu- yeah. played football too, right? Yeah, Notre Dame, Maryland, ended up playing uh, tight end and tackle in the mm-hmm. NFL. Big boy. Um, yeah. But yeah, he is the native son of San Diego lacrosse, and his dad, like, started Dennis Yateman. He, like, started lacrosse here. Okay. Um, and they're, they're from a community called Rancho Renardo. So when I, and when I landed here, my parents kind of gave me a choice of, like, all right, well, we kind of uprooted you from your high school. Like, 
which one of these high schools do you want to like finish your lacrosse career at? And I was like, well, I read the column about Will, so let me go to RB real quick. So I enrolled in Ranch Bernardo, and that kind of shaped my experience. And Ranch Bernardo is a pretty good program. Uh, learned about the Torrey Pineses, the Poways. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, the transition was actually fairly smooth uh, coming from uh, Montgomery County Public Schools out to San Diego. Um, the Torrey Pines team I played against, both of their goalies were seniors and D1 bound. One for Bucknell, one for Penn State. Um, how does that happen? Two goalies yeah. in the same grade going D1. That was like, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. it was actually, it was, it was good. It was good to see that the West Coast guys could play lacrosse and, you know, just like having that competition there and then reinserting myself in the East Coast. I really didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Uh, and it's only gotten better here. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And then, you know, you continued your lacrosse career uh, going to Western Pennsylvania, played D3 lacrosse at St. Vincent's College. Um, tell, what, tell us what it was like playing for the Bearcats for four years. And uh, is this when your personality really started to shine within the lacrosse world, or was it kind of already there? Oh, it was awesome, man. It was it was such a great time. I mean, like, I had, had – uh, I knew who I was as a player, so I wasn't expecting to go to show up at like Maryland and kick the door down. So <laughs> I was just excited to to continue playing lacrosse at the NCAA level. Um, and it was just one of those places where you show up and, you know, everybody's so cool. Like the, the coaches and the players there have built uh, such a great like baseline for mm-hmm. who they want to play for the team, who they want to be a part of that community in, in general. Uh, which is why I still put on for the school and the program super hard. But, um, you know, it was, it was great just, just meshing in with, with all my boys, all my 2012 boys and the guys a little older and younger than me through, over the years, including your Pat Kenna. Um, it was great. I, I, if I could go back in time and do it all over again, I would, ne- I would not pick another school. Like, that's, that's the one. So I, it, was, it was an awesome experience. And we had some up years and down years. My junior year, we were one overtime loss overtime road loss away from going to the D3 tournament. So that was tough. Um, one of the better teams I ever played for. But all in all, great experience, man. Um, it, you know, the whole Dixie persona is is a combination of a lot of people I've either played sports with or watched sports with or experienced different phases of life with. So uh, St. Vincent and my, my friends there get a lot of the credit for the formation of what Dixie eventually became. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always saw the game a little differently. You know, ever since I was a kid, um, I saw a lot of things in lacrosse that I thought were, like, funny or fun mm-hmm. in a way that other people just didn't. In a way mm-hmm. where, like, I would laugh at something and my teammates on the sidelines would, like, look at me like I wasn't taking the game seriously. Mm-hmm. When really, to me, it's just like, like, you didn't you didn't see what just happened? Like, you didn't <laughs> see how he, he got the two to completely turn around when, like, that wasn't, like, he shouldn't have even fell for that pass. Like, how do you get him to do that? Like, you know, like, I would just laugh. Like, I would yeah. just think stuff was funny. And it just turns out at St. Vincent, like, I met a lot of the guys that felt the same way about the little things. Mm-hmm. So we would we would sit around, me and my roommates, uh, Will Selmayer, Will Delanoy, uh, Rudy Rudolph is actually my designer. Okay. Um, we would, the four of us lived together off campus a couple of years, and we would just sit around and watch highlights and just laugh and just, like, wow, at all these guys that were our age at the time. Like, like. If you guys remember the UNC attack line, that was Marcus Holman, Joey Sankey, and I believe it was Jimmy Bitter at the time. Yep. Um, that was right when I was like a junior and senior at St. Vincent. So just like watching these guys that were like my age and just what they were doing 
and just like we would just make up sit around and make up phrases like that that environment is where rule number one came about Mm -hmm. Um, sure yeah so that's like that's like an invention of like the four of us and not just me okay you know so like it was it's something that every time someone like laughs at a phrase most of them are stuff that like we came up with at St. (laughs) Vincent like it's not just me which is the best part about it to me but um yeah it's 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 definitely the borrowing of the, the humors um, from the guys I went to school with and played lacrosse with and just other stuff as well, like borrowing from like basketball coach culture. That's super interesting from the, from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just watching other sports and drawing comparisons to other sports personally and just an amalgamation of a lot of different stuff, a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah, if we can get uh, lacrosse Twitter uh, anywhere near uh, NBA Twitter game, we, we, we got something going for it. <laughs> NBA Twitter is the best thing to happen to the internet ever of all time, and I will Agreed. die on that hill. Agreed. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. Kind of moving on to some of your professional side of things. You really enjoy photography, which which is awesome. And uh, you actually got the opportunity uh, to work with uh, Mikey Powell and the Powell Brothers. Um, they, they reached out to you when they saw some of your photography, and you got to blog with them and do a lot of cool stuff with them. So talk about your experience working with the, the Powell Lacrosse team. Oh, man, that's a... Uh... That's a that's a wild story, man. Yeah. I mean, like, so like this starts back, uh, I think it was 2016. Okay. Um, I wasn't doing much in the lacrosse world other than just coaching. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was coaching Ranch Bernardo, my alma mater, um, and I had just like gotten a new job working at some place. I was slinging light bulbs, fun job, um, but like I wasn't doing much in the lacrosse world, and I was uh, definitely back then. I was I was, you know, going out and shooting and posting for this landscape photography Instagram that I have. And I, I okay. still post to from time to time uh, when I'm not caught up in my other aspects of life, but it's something I really love to do. And at the time I was really pouring energy into it because that was like my side venture. Like, okay. you know, I was making money with a camera. I was, uh, you know, working full time and then I would post landscape stuff when I had the time to. And just randomly one day I get a, a DM from Powell lacrosse. It was interesting because the, 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 I had known the, the Powell brothers had started this brand and I like bought it, like I bought something from them right when they dropped or like pre-ordered something. So I was like aware of their brand. And I was like one of their first followers just because like, like we all grew up on the Powell Brothers. Like, Absolutely. Like, they finally did their own brand. Like, thank <laughs> you. You know, like, so I'm following along and whatever, but I get a DM from them and I'm like, what do, what do they want? Like, I don't post anything <laughs> about lacrosse on this account. Like, yeah. it's all just landscape photography pictures. And it turns out, like I'm reading through the message and it's like, hey, you know, just want to say, like, we love what you're doing. And I just didn't know what to make of it until I got to the bottom. It was like, he was like, we respect the artistry. And it was like, sign the MP. And I stared at that DM. <laughs> <laughs> I, kid, I, I kid you not, I stared at that DM for hours That's trying amazing. to figure out what just happened. Like, I... That's my favorite, like, my, one of my favorite lacrosse players ever. Yeah. And he, like, commenting on something not lacrosse-related about my life. Yeah. So I sat on it, and then I, like, replied to him the next day. Because, like, I had to collect myself. Like, mm-hmm. I had to, like, take deep breaths and meditate. And what, uh, what if I, this is the only thing I ever say to Mikey Powell, what am I going to say? That's <laughs> <laughs> how you got to think of it. So yeah. I'm like, okay. It's like, the best thing I could do is just offer him a picture. I was like, I was, so basically, I'm going to paraphrase, but I was like, Dude, I worship the ground you walk on. I will send you any picture you want for free. Tell me how big you want it, and it will be yeah. at your door. 
and he's the man so he hits me back and he's like actually i got a better idea i want to make like a blog about you as a player slash artist and the whole time i'm thinking like how does this man know i even play lacrosse like i don't (laughs) post about anything like how do you know this so um He's like, he just pick, pick a stick, customize it, whatever you want. Uh, and we'll send it to you and we'll like do a blog together. Like take some pictures of the stick. Um, and I'll interview you and we'll do that. Um, uh, which that blog is still up for anyone that's listening that wants to read it. Um, I'll just like drop the link somewhere or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that's it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was crazy. That was the start of it. Um, and then nothing really happened for about a year. Um, and then one of my buddies that knew that that whole thing went down, he, he like texts me one day. He's like, yo, did you see this? They're looking for a freelance photographer. And I was like, bet I'm about to, I'm about to apply. So I did. Yeah. And I just like linked the article and was like, by the way, this is me. And they were like, you have the job. So ever since like spring of 2017, about two and a half years now, I've been taking the majority of their like social media photos. Yeah. Um, I help run their social media accounts. So I do, uh, some some of the creative uh i guess the the, the visible creative work for them they have okay. people that do all the back end stuff but i do a lot of their product mm-hmm. photography uh, and stuff like that it's been super fun um i actually don't really interact with the powell brothers too much okay. uh, they have guys that that do the leg work but sure. i'm sure uh i'll i think ryan is the closest connected to the brand so i'm sure that i'll be you know in touch with ryan in the future yeah that, that's awesome i uh Funny, that, funny. I feel like that they are like the most, uh, like just go with the flow people in the world. Like all the Pal Brothers. Like the one day I was in like eleventh grade, and I got on Facebook a friend request, and it was from Casey Pal. And so, and I was like, this is like a fan account, or and it was literally his account. So I'm pretty sure I'm Facebook friends with him still. And it, he like posts about his daughter all the time and all these things. And I'm like. Only, only one of the Pal brothers would have like a real Facebook page still that you can like ask to be their friend and everything. Right, yeah, and so not like a not like a protected account. Exactly. Like, yeah. If, like a like a influencer or celebrity account. Yeah. Like, no, just Casey Pal on Facebook. We're trying to have uh, actually Casey on, and um, so you know usually we like DM guys and just ask like you know if, hey would you want to come on the podcast or whatever. So I, I direct message him. I'm like, hey, you like long long message like you want to come on like this is how, who we've had in the past. Really like you to come on. Hope you you can do it. And he just says, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, you know, like the most nonchalant response. Um, so it, you know, it, I guess it just sums him up in a nutshell. And you know, like you mentioned, Mikey is you know obviously an artist himself with uh, all the music he's putting out, and he's kind of he's still involved in the lacrosse community, but not not to the greatest extent. He's more of an artist now, and. You know, I think that just kind of shows, like, you know, the sport is not just all about the sport sometimes. It's about the, you know, the other stuff surrounding it. Um, but I guess that's a good segue into, you know, Digs Tape itself. You know, you started in March 7th this year. I don't think people realize, like, how new your account still is. Um, and it just kind of blew up from there. I remember my brother actually turned me on to it. He's like, I, I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, lacrosse highlights. This guy Digs Tape, he, like, comment, com- does commentary on him. And so I started listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is like unique or whatever. I've never really heard anything like this before. But um, what kind of made you make that leap into just starting Digs Tape? You know, you mentioned that you got influence from all your uh, former college teammates. But when did you just decide, hey, I'm going to launch this and, you know, see where it goes? You know, the funny thing about that is I sat on the idea for that page for a long time. Um, Digs Tape, I guess now we can call it its proper noun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In my mind, it was 
in my mind at the when I was like sitting on this idea, it was just like a page where I talk over lacrosse highlights. Like I just thought, you know, we did it all the time in college and really where it took off, the idea kind of took hold for me, I guess I should say. I would get on Snapchat and like, you know, you go to college and when you're not seeing your friends all the time anymore, it's like you really miss your friends. You miss what you used to laugh about. So I would jump on Snapchat like during college lacrosse season and just like Snapchat my TV screen and be like, bro, did you see this man, Kevin Rice's assist? Like, was that over the crossbar? How did he do that? <laughs> like, just like stuff like that. And like my friends that I would send into would be like, yo, this is like bringing me back. Like, this is hilarious. And then as I kept doing that, people would be like, you know, shout, like throw different ideas out. Like, yo, you should like put this on Facebook so I can come back and watch it. Or like very small time ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, yeah, maybe. And then when Instagram started doing video, um, it, it took a while for me to realize like, oh, maybe Instagram could be a place for it. And then I, what really like made the juices start pumping for me was when I found Famous Loaves. Do you, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all follow Famous Loaves, right? Yep. I don't actually. I need to though. Oh, you got <laughs> I I told you I'm I'm like I'm a loser when it comes to stuff. Like my brother is the one that like you know he's like you gotta check out this Instagram account. I'm like all right I'm I use Instagram occasionally and I feel like I'm only 25 years old. I feel like I'm already an old man, but I I will check it out. Yeah, man. Let, then let me be the one to push you on, bro. I'll I'll okay. DM you his account. This man right, right. Los is the funniest dude on the internet. Basically, you don't know who he is. He's just this dude that like I think he's from North Carolina and he does he's like filet but like a different flavor of it okay filet does like he like sings and you never really see him and he like doesn't do a whole lot of cuts he just does like mashups and he like Mm -hmm. you know like gives automatopias to actions Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious but like los is a different flavor los like he'll like criticize one play like if a dunk happens he'll like he'll like show the dunk and then he'll like walk into the frame and he back in the day he was doing this in his bathroom in his apartment he would set (laughs) his phone up in his bathroom with terrible sound like echoing sound and he's like (laughs) he's like nah hold on bro and like talk about this dunk and just show it and then like meme stuff over it and i was like bro how funny would that be if that was lacrosse highlights like i bet you i could do that because like Mm -hmm. that's how i talk about lacrosse but i had been following those for like two years and i was i would always be like okay, this spring, I'm going to make this account in February and I'm just going to run it through the college season and I'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then like a season went by and didn't do it. Another season went by and didn't do it. And then this, this past lacrosse season, 2019, what, what spurred it for me was when Asher Nolte went through the whole UVA defense and then threw a behind the back all disrespectful right in his eyeball. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all saw that play, right? Oh yeah, it was. It blew up on Twitter. I remember seeing that, and it just it amazed me too that it, you know it's like High Point. It's not. It's not a big time school. They got a lazy river, Hutton. Come on, that's big time. It is big time. But you know that's what my point is. Like lacrosse is starting to really blow up in these you know smaller programs. It's not just the Cuses and uh, you know the UVAs anymore. I mean, obviously they won the championship, but um, I think that's kind of cool too about about it is you're kind of getting these programs that are smaller to get their due, but that's another tangent. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could about talk about that particular topic all day long. Actually, yeah. it's uh it's been really good to see, man. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was Asher doing that. And I was actually on a snowboard trip with Ethan, the guy that gave me my first stick that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out in Colorado with him and 
we took that trip on President's Day weekend, which is like right when uh, all the first games are happening, all the first games of the season. And I'm sitting there in the hotel, the motel room with Ethan, and I'm like, yo, like, this is the year I do that account. And he's like, yeah, man, just start it and see what happens. So mm-hmm. like, I get home from that trip. I think up a, a name or two, and I'm like, all right, well, Diggs Tape kind of sounds like anyone mixtape. It's got my name in it, so no one can style jack me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just let's just run with that and see if it latches on. And I thought maybe I'd get like five thousand followers. Like I, I was like I was like I'll top out at like five k. It'll just be something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are. What are you at? You're like over thirty k, right? I'm about to hit forty soon. Forty. Oh that's my amazing. gosh! Yeah, it's great. Seven months too. You know that's yeah. I don't know that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, we're me and Adam definitely aren't at uh, that level yet, but it's kind of you know the same thing where you know we both played D three lacrosse communications majors and we're just like we should start something lacrosse related and we kept knocking the idea back and forth and finally we were kind of just like all right like pro lacrosse doesn't get enough attention you know like college lacrosse is everyone talks about college lacrosse everyone writes about it so let's like find that niche and make it like pro lacrosse and that's kind of how we jumped in and you know it's it's one of those sports that it's been great because um, it's so small that you do have those opportunities to talk to, you know, professional players and stuff, you know, like I can't tell everybody if we, if we did a basketball blog, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk to the big names, but I'm here. I am talking to, you know, LeBron James is of the lacrosse world because it's still so accessible of a, a sport. Um, I don't know. And it, I think what you, you did is great. And I think it's, you know, you're bringing new fans to the game, which I think is important, but um, talk about uh, you, uh, you met Kyle Harrison when you were younger and then, you know, the PLL, reached out to you and you got to, you know, talk to him uh, and do a dig state video with him uh, at the all-star game. So what was that experience like? Dude, like, <laughs> like you're saying, like it's, you get to talk to the LeBron James's of your sport. Like yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's so dope about what you guys and me are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're able to like, if the community speaks for you, you're able to kind of like step into that. And I didn't realize that that was a thing until it happened. And then I mm-hmm. look around and I'm like, Oh, that's happening for, you know, guys like you, and it's just like been wild, crazy. So yeah, I mean, Kyle Harrison is like, you know how people have Michael Jordan posters on their wall. Like I had Kyle Harrison posters mm-hmm. on my wall. Like yeah, I Harrison. literally walked to the bus stop at six thirty in the morning, like practicing Kyle Harrison's split dodge, like like how kids do in the movies, how they like practicing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like yep. MJ's crossover. Like nah, that was me with Kyle Harrison split, like right, left, roll back, like with nobody on the street, like you know, like. That's yep. just, that was me as a kid. And like, I met him. I remember meeting him. I should tell this story. <clears throat> uh, it's one of the few perks of having moved out west, playing mm-hmm. lacrosse. Uh, I got nominated to an all star game and I drove up to Orange County College, which is like a community college up there. And mm-hmm. the LA Riptide were playing their home games there. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the schedule for the day was the high schoolers play their all star game. And then, like, two hours later, the Riptide and the uh, R.I.P. San, San Francisco Dragons. Delco Dragons, yeah. The what? The so the, all, half those players on the squad. I'm I'm from right outside of Philly, um, and and Delaware County, and uh, half that squad was all Delco guys. So they called them the Delco Dragons back home. <laughs> That's tight. Yeah, Delco Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah, so yeah. it was it was LA Riptide versus the Delco Dragons, and uh, it, I was just like, man, this would be so cool. Like a lot of players that I look up to are, I'm gonna get to watch them play again. Like mm-hmm. Kyle's yeah. playing, Kevin Huntley's playing, Chaz Woodson's playing, Jesse Hubbard's playing. Like I gotta I gotta stay for the game. So I like convinced my parents to stay. 
Um, and then like after the game, <clears throat> after one of my, I, I scored two goals in the, in the all-star game. Mm. And after my first one, I hit a backflip because I've always wanted to do one as a celebration. Uh, and you get penalized in the spring. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to cost my team but <laughs> in the all-star game. I don't give a what if I get, I'm already committed <laughs> to college, bro. You, you can flag me if you want to backflip. So hit, stuck the backflip, got the flag, whatever. After the game, this woman approaches me and she's like, you're the kid that hit the backflip. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was me. She's like, yeah, I was watching. You kind of remind me of like a, the athleticism reminds me of a young Kyle Harrison. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm the women's Hopkins coach. We're good friends. And my mind starts racing. I'm like, where are you going with this? <laughs> She's like, you want to meet him? And like my soul ascended to heaven. <laughs> yes, I want to meet Kyle. She, so she goes in the locker room and pulls him out. And we have a conversation. I'm just like this 18-year-old kid that I'm like, dog i worship you i try to be like you in every way on the field so like that's where i got that picture that i posted on twitter yeah, yeah. like the first time i met him i was like that's the most starstruck i've ever been in my life the first time i met kyle harrison um so like it's just funny that fast forward 11 years 2019 pll drops um kyle's working in the offices uh dig state does what it does and the guys on the media team shout out tyler steinhardt he hits me up and he's like yo like you should cruise through for the all-star game since it's just a drive for you. And Kyle's a big fan and he wants to like do a video with you. Awesome. And my soul ascends to heaven once more. <laughs> <laughs> what? You want to do a video with me now? This is crazy. <laughs> so I pull up and like, oh man, just like that was such a fun day. And mm-hmm. we just get in this studio and it's hot. Like the, the stuff, the, the room we're recording in is hot. Both of us are sweating, <laughs> uh, you know, Josh and Jordan, two two of the media guys at uh at PLL, were kind of recording us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Robin and George Sparsky, if you guys know who those are, legendary uh, lacrosse media guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to those two. They're like recording us. They uh, the media team, including like B Rob and Tyler Steiner, put this video together, and we're sitting there, we're, we're recording, and Kyle can't stop laughing. Like every five <laughs> sec, every time I say saw anything. Kyle just starts busting up laughing and he like can't like we have to like stop recording like five or six times because he's just laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to like pause and rewind because like we're like watching on an iPad. Together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like surreal that like someone that I, I look up to like enjoys my take on like the sport yeah. that both of us love. It was just like a very, very surreal moment to me as a lacrosse fan because that's, that's all all of us really are lacrosse fans. That's awesome. I, my favorite part of that story, though, is how you said the reason you didn't do backflips was because you didn't want to get penalized. Yeah, that's, that's my reason, too. I didn't do backflips because I couldn't do a backflip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so kind of going off that, we talked a little bit PLL. Uh, we're just kind of curious about your take. We're, we're kind of entering the first PLL offseason now. What, what do you want to see during this offseason, whether it's kind of like Paul's mentioned some expansion possibilities, some, some off, uh, off-season player movement, even from a, a content standpoint, what are you kind of looking uh, to get out of the PLL this offseason? Dude, you know what? I just – I work um, – I, I don't like telling everybody where I work at because, like, we, we sure. cancel culture these days. I don't need yep. nobody run up on my job trying to take my check <laughs> away for something they don't like. Yep. So – I can't tell you where I work, but I can tell you that I work in marketing and then I'm a writer full time and mm-hmm. I work alongside graphic designers to do all sorts of stuff. So I'm like very in, in tune with like how that world works, how sure. to get people engaged with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what I would want to see personally from PLL as a brand is like dive into players' stories and personalities more and like let us see faces. Let us see like let us see like really dumb stuff with (laughs) players. Like literally like I want to see like whoever lives in it. Like I I think Callum Robinson just moved in with Kyle Hartzell um, and then whoever whoever else lives in L.A. Um, or like, or like frequents LA. Like I know Terry Baptiste, I was talking to him earlier and he is thinking about maybe hopping over there. Um, Mm -hmm. but like anyone that lives in LA, like get him out for a game of spike ball, like just like anything random, you know, like get people, get people to, to love like everyone's individual brand. Sure. Um, and, and get them together and play pool, you know, like, like what, and then ask them questions or, Mm -hmm. Um, like go to Six Flags in Valencia, which is like, yeah. you know, an hour or two from LA, like have like, have, have RJ vlog a trip to Six Flags with like Trevor Baptiste, sure. Colin Carroll, like whoever, uh, Kyle Hartzell. So like stuff like that. Like, I think yeah. people would really appreciate getting to know, uh, the players because I mean, like the PLL is really priding themselves on letting players be their own brand. And I think it's brilliant for not only the PLL, but the players individually. So the more that that stuff gets proliferated as far as pr- from a content standpoint, sure. like the more people are going to buy into the league and the more people are going to just be invested in players, no matter where they go. Um, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how you build long-term fans. And they know that I'm not telling anything they don't know. Sure. Um, just personally, that's what I kind of want to see. And then like from just from like a, another fan perspective, like player movement. I mean, like think about how electric the NBA offseason is with all the yep. players. Absolutely. Around. Yep. Who Gotta I get a Diggs bomb, man. Gotta get a drop, <laughs> drop a yeah. Diggs bomb. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get that insider information. And drop it. We talked to one of our contributors, Dan Arestia. He wrote on, on that article on that on our site. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. That's the. That's exactly what I was thinking. Of. Mm-hmm. Dan's article really got me thinking. Um, like player movement, man. Like I know there's no free agency. But just like any sort of like buzz, like when a player when a player moves, like find some sort of way to make some sort of buzz out yep. of it. I don't know exactly yeah. how. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's the the the, the Twitter the Twitter armies work. Yep. So we yeah. got our work cut out for us, boys. Yeah, well, that that was Dan's whole point. Is like he wants to see. You know, this is extremely hypothetical, but uh, he's like, if Justin Gutterding is going to the Redwoods, he wants to see something like on the nose, like Justin Gutterding in front of a redwood tree or whatever. So, like, I photoshopped, like, a picture of that just for the article purposes. But, you know, that's the type of stuff that we love and that as fans we eat up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, man. I think anything that the PLO or its players or just even the followers can do to build any sort of hype um, so that people – like, I mean, a big reason why I want lacrosse to be more like basketball Twitter is because, like – I don't even just case in point. I I've never played a, a a minute of organized basketball in my whole life. I just mm-hmm. I can't play that sport. I'm not good at it. So like I was never interested in it. But then once I found out that the funniest place on the internet is basketball Twitter, now all of a sudden I'm paying attention to the NBA. Like now all yeah. of a sudden I know like that like Zach Gordon's one of the best in game dunkers right now. Like I would never have known that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, the more we can do stuff that makes other corners of the internet want to participate in our subculture, like, we're, we're building fans automatically. So, like, it, it just 
just be funny. Like NBA yeah. Twitter is is great because it's funny for yeah. and for no other reason. So like we just need people to like genuinely be funny whether whether or not they're talking about the sport. That's how you. That's how the modern a good modern way to rope people into what we're talking about as a whole. Yeah, we got we to gotta get Jim Gray from ESPN to sit down with the first player that moves and have them say, I'm taking my talents to whatever team they're yes. going to. Yes. <laughs> or, or, yes. A, or a Players' Tribune article, um, my next chapter or whatever. Yeah, yeah like the KD <laughs> athletic like article, that. man. That's gold, you know. Um, but going off of that, another subculture I think you know we want to kind of talk about is that you're a big gamer. Um, so I want to talk about like kind of what games you like to play and um, what's it going to take this is more a shout out to Mike and Paul Rabel. What's it going to take to make a PLL video game? And I say you lend your voice to it for any goal highlights or whatever. I feel like that would be pure gold because you know we we get these games like MLB the Show and stuff, and you get you know the network analysts and stuff. They'll give their regular commentary. But what if we had like somebody like you just you know blowing it up like you know like, like PLL your commentary Blitz. like you do on your videos, but in the video game? I think that would be awesome. Did you just say PLL Blitz? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's it's do it. It's a million-dollar idea. <laughs> it is. And you know what? The PLL can have it for absolutely free. Yeah, just give us a shout-out. <laughs> That's all we need. Three ninety nine, man. You know, I, gaming is something that I've been into video games forever. And it's, it's just funny. Like, on a side note, remember how all of our parents told us that playing video games wouldn't get us nowhere in yes. life? Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wrong, wrong. Oh, now, now kids, sixteen-year-olds are making millions of dollars playing video games. Jeez, them boys is making cake playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious! They're built. They're building a whole arena by my parents in Philly for the Philly Fusion team. So like, it's it's blowing up. To sales, my my alma mater has a, a gaming team now, and it's Varsity. So if you go on our Varsity website. You know, you can find DeSales Lacrosse, DeSales Volleyball, and then DeSales Esports. It's an actual thing. That's banana sandwich. Yeah. Like, yeah. think about that. These yeah. boys are pushing buttons. Yeah. Like- <laughs> For real. And not, it takes skill. I wouldn't call it a sport, but it takes skill. Yeah. But just just that, that disparity between, like, a football player that's, like, risking CTE and torn yeah. ligaments and then someone pushing buttons. And, uh, who, yeah, like, it's, cool. like, a fair cool. question as who's generating more value to the school. Yeah. Like, that's a fair question. Like th- yeah. you can't, you can't knock gamers. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it, I say that to say I've been gaming my whole life and I've been called, you know, everything from like, you need to give it up as childish from my parents or like whoever, you know, in my life, like why you play so much video games? Like, bro, video games are fun. Like yeah. I prefer them to movies. Like, it's just like I, people, I describe it as this. I like RPGs. Um, mm-hmm. like games that have a story like that's what always gets me like I'm not into like oh everyone's playing the new COD everyone's playing the new Valve but like I don't really care about that like I want to play a game that has a good story like tell me a story and let me be the main character of that mm-hmm. story like mm-hmm. I, that's why I prefer it to movies like it's so I tell people I tell my girlfriend like why do you like video games so much it's like it's like watching a movie except it's eight times as long and you get to control the character yeah like it's better mm-hmm. so like i play games like right now i'm bouncing between um uh zelda breath of the wild uh the uncharted series i love uncharted okay no spoilers because i i'm i'm brand new i'm playing the old uncharted game so that i can then eventually purchase the newest yeah, one. So I actually haven't I haven't played the newest one either. I played the original three because 
Um, I got the PS4, and I'm not a huge gamer, but I'm kind of the same way as you. I, I like the story games um, because, you know, my brothers play Fortnite, and they're like, you should play Fortnite. And I get on there, and I, I get owned. You know, I'm the noob out there. Me but too. I like the story game because, again, like you said, it, I'm a big movie buff, so it's kind of like you get to learn um, you know, you get to play as that character, and um, the Uncharted ones are—it's like you're playing as Indiana Jones, pretty much. I, so I, I love the, yeah. the first three. I haven't played the new one either because I got the bundle, and that's that's what came with it was the original three. But they're excellent yeah. games, yeah. Yeah, they're they're dope so far, and yeah. so like, but outside of that, I, I uh, one game that one shooter game that I love, uh, and that I think is the superior shooter game to to any shooter game ever made is Gears of War. Okay. I love gears like i i'm like i'm not like super duper good at gears of war but if i was going to brag about how good i am at any video game <laughs> like I, like i'll bust your ass in gears like that's just like, <laughs> i'm nice at that game like that game is so fun um and it's funny like me that's another thing that like me and my college roommate of four years that unknowingly helped build dick say will selmer uh shout out loyal blakefield um he got me into gears freshman year of college so mm-hmm. we spent four years just laughing at like the absurdity of the storyline of gears of war like like it's just i don't know it, it's just a comedy it's a comedy point for us mm-hmm. but then we love playing and like we just got gears five we're, we're both nerding out over it with our other lacrosse friends from the school um but yeah video games are just like movies you can play yeah no, that's awesome and and kind of going off that like grow growing the game a little bit in in unique ways right that that's the kind of game that you like uh, that's super unique what do you think that needs to happen kind of for the sport to get to the next level i know this is kind of a, a big question what hurdles do you think that like, the lacrosse community needs to overcome uh to get the sport where we want it to be ah oh, man um you know going from I, game into a deep question i know no i mean i'm all about it I'm all about it. This is that's my favorite sport, and it helped make me. So, like, this is the kind of stuff that like kind of runs through my mind every once in a while. It's like, how do we, how do we get this game to put to, as Jim Brown put it, like, how do we take the game where it deserves to be? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we do that? Um, and just like, like for me, like I I think of it through a little bit of a different lens because I I'm a, I'm a black I'm a black lacrosse player. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean I I grew up in a majority white town. Um, thankfully I never dealt with like any sort of like racism or side Mm -hmm. eyes, either from my teammates or coaches or whoever, like I was Mm -hmm. always embraced and it, it, it occurred to me that I was a black player and it, I definitely felt some sort of challenge or something to prove or a responsibility when it came with that, but not in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And then as I get older, I'm starting to see and understand the, at times challenges but most of the time just the differences when it comes to how how people of color and minorities experience the game um differently than others and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a matter of fact it's like de facto it's it's built into where where we are with the, with the sport today and it doesn't always have to be a bad thing so for me part of digs tapes mission as it grew and I saw what I realized, like how I could play this role, like part of my mission is to make lacrosse more culturally relevant to more Mm -hmm. people. So like when, 
when other black kids that play basketball or football or and like think lacrosse is like man like only white kids play that like i can't relate i can't relate to all that like i've heard that from a lot of black people in my life like i can't relate like i can't i don't want to play that sport i just feel like culturally i don't fit in like and for me it's just like yo it ain't got to be like that you know and i think that's a big fence for us to jump as a culture um and it doesn't always have to be such a heavy topic like oh we got to like you know, I mean, we do all have to stand up against racism, but it doesn't sure. even have to go that far. Mm-hmm. It, has to just, it, it can even just be as lighthearted as how do we make this game culturally relevant to the most amount of people? And that's simple things like deconstructing the Laxbro culture will help. Yep. Yep. So like the, the Laxbro culture is just the way it's just the way it came up. It's it's very upper class. Fratty. Male, yep. Fratty. Yeah. And if if that's who you are, that's fine. I'm not trying to clown anyone for like that's mm-hmm. who they are. But when we when we try to accidentally or even try to make it that way, like even if it's just for fun, like even if it's just to be funny, it still, you know, unintentionally turns away the people that we want to play, that we mm-hmm. want them to be a part of it. And but at the same time, some people will be like you know, have their own opinions on why that shouldn't be the case. But I'm here to tell you as, as a black cross player, that's what it does. Yeah, so, yeah you know, true. so in, in the, in the simplest of ways, just getting people to laugh or to get people to relate it to football or relate it to basketball or relate it to the sport that they like related to hockey, even if people mm-hmm. are hockey fans, um, that gets people to appreciate the sport if not on a humorous level, then like on an understanding level, at least they understand what's going on and now they kind of want to be a part of it. So I think that's one of the biggest hurdles we have to jump as far as growing it, because the more people that understand it, they're going to watch it. They're going to be PLL fans. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to buy jerseys. They're going to buy a stick and then they're going to play. And then they're going to, you know, put money in coaches pockets when they go to camps and blah, 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 blah. blah. And that's just one of the ways that, you know, that we can have control over. No, I, I couldn't agree more because um, my, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a white male. So, you know, I kind of fit into that traditional, you know, mold that people want to put lacrosse in. But it gets me every time because this sport was created by Native Americans. Um, it's played by a diverse group of people. Um, I mean, my, my uncles all played in Baltimore, but they, you know, they grew up, um, you know, they, they were lower class for the most part. My one uncle went to Morgan State um, on a minority scholarship and played with you know, the, the 10 bears. And, um, so it's, you know, it, it's awesome. I love telling people that and it's always funny. And they're like, but wait, it, that's a, you know, that's a historic black college. I'm like, yeah, he went on minority scholarship. Um, but it, it's stuff like that. You know, the, the sport was never about the entitled, uh, you know, ri- it was never an entitled rich person sport and it kind of evolved into that perception, you know, and I, I wouldn't say that it's not necessarily true. That stereotype is true sometimes, but, um, it's definitely a negative stereotype that's developed, and I think what you hit the nail on the head is deconstructing that lax bro culture and showing people that this is a fun sport to play, it's a fun sport to watch, and it's accessible to everybody. Um, I think that's you know that's the biggest thing right now to to grow this game to where it needs to be. Exactly. I mean that's that's case in point. I mean, yeah. like you know, make, making the game is accessible to to a lot of people, and I think it's a completely different discussion for a different day yeah. on how to make it even more accessible financially. Sure. Yeah. Uh, some some companies have kind of taken that up that some companies have like dropped the price of their heads or you know like lower cost of entry for different mm-hmm. sticks and equipment i think that's great um but discussion for a different day basically 
yeah, I think there is a lot of a lot of deconstructing we can do. And I think that's on everybody to play their small part in. And I think yeah. if we can do that as a community, we're going to be better off for it. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then let's uh, go into our five and five segment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now it's time to dive into our five and five. Uh, so I'm going to start off um, with the lacrosse-related questions. And my first one for you is, we all know rule number one is do them ADAP as dirty as possible. But we need to know, what is rule number two? <laughs> uh, there is no rule number two. That's my answer. <laughs> all right, all right. Question two. What is your favorite lacrosse memory? And is it you know, player-related, or is it a memory as a fan? Uh, what has that been? First thing that pops into my head, two things. Actually, they're probably tied for first place. Um, 2005 uh, NCAA Final Four, as a new lacrosse fan that kind of sided with Hopkins early on because of Kyle Harrison, mm-hmm. watching Hopkins win that crazy overtime game against Virginia and then win the national championship two days later, I was in attendance. I was, so I was in the stadium for all that drama, watched Kyle Harrison lift the trophy in his last game, um, and just, like, witnessing that level of history in, in that emotional state was awesome um and tied with that is probably my uh, my my only overtime winning goal of my career my second to last game uh, as a senior in college um just like i mean like i everyone remembers plays like that like it was yesterday mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. coming out restart second overtime split a double team went straight to the goal jammed it did a front flip like ripped my helmet off did a front flip like, <laughs> it's like that was sick. So like that and watching Hopkins win the championship in 05. Awesome. All right, number three, uh, which athlete or personality in another sport do you think would fit perfectly in the lacrosse community? Who? Um, man, that's a good question. Dang. That really caught me off guard. <laughs> I, I want a guy like OBJ in the lacrosse world. Okay. Yeah, I think his his level of like athleticism and swagger and like not really caring what other people think about him he's just out there to to do him and help his team win but at the same time be fun dancing around clowning people like he would fit in the lacrosse world 100 percent. yeah that richard mill watch would fit under our gloves too so they wouldn't get a penalty for it hey. <laughs> never told no lie <laughs> all right so number four you have a lot of signature calls uh you know you got you a cold boy ADAP. my favorite splash because you always cut the video off right before you finish splash I, I love that uh but what has been your favorite like lacrosse catchphrase or call so far that you you have loved that either caught on or one that you're hoping is going to catch on 
Um, so my favorite one that has caught on is rule number one, um, mm-hmm. just because I remember when we sat down and kind of like formulated it as friends and like we were just peeing our pants laughing about how <laughs> hilarious of a concept that is. So the fact that that's catching on is awesome, um, like nationwide. That's been so humbling. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out, Bearcat Gang for coming up with that one. Uh, mm-hmm. And the one that I feel like hasn't caught on yet, no one's caught this, and I've said it in a bunch of videos. I'm waiting for it to catch on. Is uh, he all finished? No passport. Like, <laughs> oh my how God. are people not getting that? Like no one's commented it, no one's reposted it. Like, like that's I think that's hilarious, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll get it. We'll get it trending. We'll get it trending. We'll try. <laughs> well, that boy finished no passport, boy. <laughs> Oh. All right, number five. Um, this is the last one, but I know you still play lacrosse in you know rec leagues. Um, so what is your current stick setup? And are you rocking you know the all black head black shaft combo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate all black sticks, man. <laughs> um, so my current setup, I'm bouncing between a bunch of different sticks right now because like the crazy thing is I grew up a gear rat, and now all these people are sending me gear like. Mm-hmm. You know, like Maverick sent me a hit a little while ago. Um, you know, Sidewall Jedi just sent me a, a spare STX Stallion he had lying around. He strung it up, put his magic touch on it. So right now my setup is an, is an all STX setup for the first time since college. I'm rocking a uh, an STX Stallion strung by none other than uh, Lars Keel, a.k.a. Sidewall Jedi. Shout out that dude, strung up, strung up a magic wand. And the shaft is just a STX Scandium shaft. Um, bottom hand tape, shooter's tape, a little bit of cradle tape. Uh, silver shaft, all white head, simple. Awesome. I like it clean. That's a clean look. It's not all black combo, but uh, I know you're not a big fan of that. So <laughs> I have to agree. It, it looks bad. It looks bad. It, you, you can kind of pull it off if you have like a different colored mesh, but if it's like you're going black mesh, black shooters, it's ugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I got I to gotta give a shout out real quick to my man Magneto, a.k.a. Westberg. He rocked an all black setup. And, like, he's such a baller that it's, like, you can look past it. He's Canadian, too, so he can get by on that. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's got that grittiness to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, like, that's like kids. I, I work at uh, in higher ed, and, like, kids are wearing Crocs now. I, like, that's that's just not my style. You know, like, black on black's like Crocs to me. I don't know. It was never the style. <laughs> I, would cooking, I would be cooking everybody in that place, bro. I'd be, I'd be roasting. It would be open season. I'd be cooking everybody. Well, before we get into the other ones, um, I feel like, too, the, the biggest missed opportunity, I know they got TikTok now, but the, Twitter killing Vine, I feel like, really limited. You could have been really blown up if, if Vine was still a thing. Um, I mean, I guess you could get on TikTok. I don't know. If, maybe you already are. But um, I just remember, like, Vine in college was the shit. And now it's like... They, Twitter just decided to like ah yeah we're not gonna do that anymore so we have to rely on old vines but I don't know what's your what's your opinion on that I guess dude R.I.P. Vine man I mean like <laughs> the way I edit my videos is an homage to Vine yep like, it changed the way we edit it really did it it changed it changed the way we edit it changed the way we consume video and create mm-hmm. video it changed the way we like see humorous things how like words cut off are a humor point. Like it's mm-hmm. not an accident yeah. in editing if, yeah, if yeah. a word is cut. That's part of the reason why I like cut off like when I'm saying splash or like going through a phrase. Like I cut myself ha- off halfway. Like when I'm like, oh my god, I always like cut myself off halfway. Yeah. It's like yeah. mine. Like 
it's a humor point. So RIP Vine, man. And TikTok might be my next move. I've been hearing a lot about it. My man Gary V been shouting it out a lot. That's how you know you got Gary Oh, I love Gary V. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, dude, that dude knows what he's talking he, about. He's awesome. He just had Rob Pennell on his podcast, too. I, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but um, I'm definitely itching to, to listen to that one. So Okay. Yeah. But um, All right, well, Adam, why don't you take away the, the rest of the five? Yeah, so kind of talked about uh, your photography game a little bit. What's been your favorite place uh, to take photos, whether that's professionally or in your spare time? Well, I'm a big landscape photography guy, yep. um, so I'm gonna have to say a couple. I love national parks. I, I had a national park pass for a little while, um, so I would have to say my favorite places I've ever taken pictures are um, twofold: um, Cape Town, South Africa, okay, and uh, Yosemite National Park. Nice, it's awesome, South Africa. Wow. Yeah, South Africa's tight. If you ever get a chance to go to Cape Town, you gotta go. Awesome. You used to, used to the Europe trip recently too, didn't you? Yeah, Europe was lit. I mean, like it was a lot of really cool stuff to shoot, um, mm. but just like nothing as dramatic as either of those places. Awesome. Sure. Um, and kind of going off of that a little bit, uh, what other than photography uh, are some non-lacrosse related passions or ventures that you like to get into these days? So, man, like I photography is is awesome paid or unpaid i mean i've been doing film photography i think that's like kind of separate from the whole digital thing just because mm -hmm. it's like just for me but i'm a big i'm a big snowboard guy i've been snowboarding since i was 12 um so i love doing that at least once a year and now that i have big boy money let's go to big boy mountains okay. so um snowboarding for sure um you know i mean like that's lacrosse and photography are the two biggest things for me sure. right now other than like yeah. just online video games uh and just traveling to see new places just traveling snowboarding um yeah that's that's the biggest ones yeah awesome um and so we talked about what potential lacrosse uh non-lacrosse personality would be a good one um to bring to lacrosse um but who's the social media personality outside of uh potentially lacrosse uh in another sport or industry that would would, would is someone who you'd like to emulate i think we kind of talked about that a little bit already but right i mean i'm just gonna say the same answer yep. like famous los yep I, I want fame i want like if i could like cut and paste famous los into lacrosse come on dog yeah, I pee in my pants laughing every time that man drops a video. Like, <laughs> you, you, please, please year, step into the lacrosse yeah, room. You gotta, you gotta uh, uh, Photoshop your face on a starting ten for every uh, lacrosse team, like he's been doing for for <laughs> putting his face on Jason Richardson, uh, uh, Josh Richardson's face with the Sixers and all that, man. Just like simple stuff like that yeah. is so funny. Like, Absolutely. I don't understand why. It's so yeah, good. It's genius, man. Um, genius <laughs> uh, so number four you talked about a little bit how you like to bring seasoning to the sport of lacrosse so speaking of food what's been what's your favorite meal and do you prefer to dine out take out or cook at home uh you know i would say my favorite meal right now is penang curry okay uh i have a i have a thai place right down the street from my house and I'm like that's like my guilty pleasure like Okay, I can walk there, and it's like everyone in San Diego loves it, and I'm like walking distance from it. And their Penang curry slaps, nice. super slaps. So <laughs> I'm I'm guilty of I'm guilty of takeout. I like cooking, uh, it just takes too much time. I'm I'm impatient, so, so yep. I take I do that kind of stuff too often. Nice, 
Um, and, and last one for the non-lacrosse related questions. What's a book on your bookshelf currently that you've read or are reading right now that you'd recommend uh, to a friend, teammate, or coworker? You know, I'm just going to go with the first thing that pops in my mind, um, the Hunger Games series. Okay. And I oh, think man. for as popular as it is, I think still too many dudes, I would uh, place some of them in the hyper-masculinity crowd, different conversation for a different day. <laughs> uh, but I think it's slept on. I think people think it's like, oh, uh, it's like a love story. It's not Twilight. It's, like it's not Twilight. Everyone right. wants to say it's Twilight. It's not. It's certainly it's not sci-fi. Twilight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way more BA than t- yep. Twilight. Yeah. It's yeah. baller. And like, I think Catching Fire, the second book in the series, might be my favorite book ever. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, thought, I thought Mockingjay was all right. It just kind of didn't know where to go. Um, but I agree with you. Catching Fire was by far the book. That was, those are my guilty pleasures in high school. Um, and again, everyone was like, isn't that like Twilight for like sci-fi? I'm like, no, it's not at all. It's its own thing. Just because there was a love triangle, people thought it was like automatically. Well, well that, that's in like question six for, for overtime, the art team Peter or Gale then. I was, I was team Gale, man. Yeah. I was, I was, cause he's the OG. Like he, he was the OG. Like, like Peter, Peter earned his key. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mm. hate on him, but like if I was Gale, I, I would feel like, bro, I'm the OG. Like, agreed. Come on, dog. He lost his way. Like that? Peter, was, Peter was, Peter was the guy. I was Team Peter. Okay. I don't know. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> oh, man, that, play that, that was play. a good series. You made me. You reminded me of that series. I completely. That was not in like my mind at all. And uh, I should reread them. I yeah, yeah. It was super, I love like dystopia and like like alternate history. And, like, yeah. I'm such a nerd when it comes to that stuff. So I'm like, ooh, post-apocalyptic North America. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our five and five. Uh, we like to end on you know one final question. Um, we usually ask you know both the players we ask or the coaches, but for you in particular, this would be more for content creators. But what is some advice you have for someone interested in you know creating lacrosse content or getting on social media and you know, getting involved in the lacrosse community? I would say uh, try something different and don't be afraid to be yourself because I feel like a lot of people are trying to break into the the scope of like trying to be like the next Brett Roberts basically or, you know, be the next Josh Rotman. Um, mm. and, and do you, if that's what you want to do and you're inclined to do and your quality's there and you're getting noticed for it, that's great. Um, but lacrosse needs originality more than ever lacrosse mm-hmm. needs different people they need, it needs different flavors which is why i'm trying to say you need to put some seasoning on that chicken that's lacrosse <laughs> put some old bay on it please yes uh, old yeah, bay like, on everything <laughs> yeah old bay on everything exactly um but like be be your unapologetically yourself even if you think it's weird like i went into day state thinking people are probably gonna think i'm corny or not funny and i'm just gonna be like oh, i tried whatever. I got my 400 followers and whatever. Nothing mm-hmm. happened on the page. Like I didn't know it was going to work out. So mm-hmm. just be yourself, be creative, try something different and go against the grain a little bit and see what happens. Awesome. Well, this has been great digs. We really appreciate you joining us. Um, I assume a lot of people, a lot of our listeners already know where to find you, but remind people where they can find you online. So I can be found online just at digs tape. Exactly how it sounds. All one word. Uh, the T is not capitalized. Hashtag branding. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So those are the two uh, platforms I'm on. Hopefully TikTok coming soon. Uh, YouTube's in discussion. Awesome. We love it. All right. Well, we really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you had as much fun as we did, Diggs. Um, 
And, you know, we look forward to talking to you in the future. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm super fun uh, talking to guys, getting to know you guys, and I'm sure I'll see you both on Twitter. Absolutely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, the Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.